So it's been one of those hot, blistering days. Um, I've been up with a group of friends, um, actually training for some outdoor leadership things. And we had been going for quite a few hours at this point, um, but we'd actually made it. We made it to the top of Mount Snowden. And we've been told that actually we were going to go and camp down beside some of uh, some unused buildings down um, by the Watkin Path. And as we got there, we set up camp, we made sure that everything was sorted, we ate some food, and we went out that evening and we did some night navigation. And when we got back, I could feel it was feeling very humid, it was feeling very sticky, um, and there was a lot of electrical energy in the air, and I just felt like there was a storm brewing. We checked the forecast, the forecast was sure that there could be a storm coming, there could be some rainfall, but we just ignored the signals and just, that evening we went to sleep, but at 6am the rain started. It got heavier, heavier, and it got really heavy. And then suddenly we heard rumbles of thunder, we heard lightning, and suddenly the leader said, get out of your tents, get out of your tents. So that's what we did, we got out of our tents, put on what we could, got some walking boots that weren't tied up, we put up on a coat, and just crouch down in the pouring rain, five metres apart from one another, just in case a lightning bolt would hit one of us and jump and hit someone else. Wow. As I looked up, you could see the lightning bouncing off the ridge around us. It was like a cartoon. But luckily, as I said, the storm passed and we went down, we got down safely. But actually, I think it was a bit of a mistake going up in those conditions. We should have looked at the forecast and said, probably best not. It was probably a mistake on the leader's part. It was a bit of a failure on everyone's part, really. But I wonder, have you ever failed? Have you ever felt that you failed God, even? Good question. Well, that's what we're looking at today. Today's um, title is Peter, God, I'm sorry, Finding God in Failure. Just to know, my name's Johnny. I'm married to the wonderful Debs over there. And as, as Rob says, we've got a three-month-old. Little boy called Jesse who is fast asleep. <laughs> but what do we know about Peter? Well, Peter was impulsive. He often thought without speaking. He did, said what he thought. We know that Peter was a leader. He was one of Jesus' close inner friends of disciples. He had a great voice. We know that he spoke to thousands of people at Pentecost. And lots of people turned to Jesus. We know that he was a fisherman by trade, that's, that's what he did before he followed Jesus. And actually I studied and researched that probably he was the only one actually married out of all of Jesus' disciples. And Jesus' first and last words to, Jesus, uh, to Peter were, follow me. So to give you a bit of context, I'm not going to focus on any of uh, Jesus' miracles so much. I'm going to look towards the end of his life. So he's been arrested and taken away and Peter is following at a distance. So we're going to read Luke chapter 22, and it says this. So they arrested him and led him to the high priest's home, and Peter followed at a distance. The guard lit, uh, lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it, and Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him in the firelight and began staring at him. Finally she said, this man was one of Jesus' followers, but Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, You must be one of them. No man, I'm not, Peter retorted. About an hour later, someone else insisted, This must be one of them, because he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you are talking about. 
and immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And Peter left the courtyard, weeping bitterly. I'm sure at this moment, Peter felt like a bit of a failure. He denied not even being joined Jesus' follower, but actually even knowing him. He denied someone that was a close friend and denied someone that he'd been following for three years. He failed as a friend and he failed as a disciple. Wow. And failing is one of those things that actually we don't talk about much in church. But frankly, we all do it. <laughs> we all fail. It's true. But it's not so much the failure, it's actually what we do afterwards that's most vital. That's it. Come on. Peter went away and weeped bitterly. So actually we need a chance to repent, a chance to say we're sorry, ask for forgiveness and go again. God doesn't want us wrapped up in guilt, feeling shame, feeling fearful, because those feelings are not of God. But God uses the ordinary people. He uses Peter, he uses me, he uses himself. He doesn't want us to be like robots, he just wants us to be willing to follow him. So we're going to move on a bit now. So Peter is now, Jesus has died, he's been resurrected, and he's now having a conversation with Peter. So John chapter 21. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was heard that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, then feed my sheep. Sorry, he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said to let him know by what kind of death he will glorify God. Then Jesus said to him, follow me. I don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus asked the question three times. Because Peter denied him three times. But Jesus said, feed my sheep. He said quite a few different things. And actually the reason is, is it's one thing to say that we will follow Jesus. But it's one thing to actually do it. We need to be willing to serve him and hear his call. But Jesus offered an opportunity for Jesus, for Peter to commit his life again. We all need to have the opportunity to commit our lives again on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. But lots of things changed for Peter. His occupation changed. He went from being a fisherman to an evangelist. Mm-hmm. He went, his identity changed. He went from being impetuous and said what he liked to be known as the rock. <laughs> yeah. And his relationship changed with Jesus. Wow. He was forgiven, and the Come meaning on. and the purpose of the resurrection became true in Peter's life. He changed from a half-hearted follower to a repentant disciple. Yeah. Because it's better to be a follower who fails than one who fails to follow. Yeah. Come on, that's great. But in Matthew uh, chapter 16, verse 18, it says this. And now I'm going to tell you who you are, who you really are. You are Peter, a rock, and this is the rock on which I've put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will keep it out. 
But my question is, who is the rock? As I said, it, it, Jesus was obviously talking to Peter, and we know that we build the cornerstone of our church on Jesus. But this wasn't just meant for Peter, this was meant for you. You are the rock. So replace Peter's name in that for your name. So we'll read it again. And now I'm going to tell you who you are, who you really are. You are a rock. <laughs> but faith like Peter's is foundational to Christ's kingdom. Yeah. So what can we learn from this story and from this person called Peter? First of all, God has only started his work within you. We need to be ready to his calling, quick to respond. Don't worry about messing up or failing. We all do it. But what you do afterwards is most important. That's Be good. quick to ask for forgiveness and go again. Yeah. Jesus picks you up and he says, go again, my child. He doesn't hit you over the head or push you down to the ground. Yeah. So three very quick things to think about when we fail. Number one, failure reminds us that God's love for us does not change. Even in the lowest moments, enables a pathway for us to learn to be more like Jesus. Wow. Number two, failure breeds resilience resulting in good character. That's right. And finally, by relying on Jesus, it reminds us of our need for Jesus. Yeah, that's it. So I'm just going to end with this picture. It's quite a famous one. You might have seen it in North Wales. Um, It's actually one that my dad took. Um, and one of his customers called him up and he said, Dave, I am the man in that photo. And he said, without well, sounding rude, that's one of my friends. He was posing on that while he took the picture. He goes, no, 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 you don't understand. I feel like the man in that photo. And he went on to explain about how his family had died in a car crash. And he said, for three years he felt in complete darkness. But he said, I could feel that there was light at the end of the tunnel. So my question to you is, do you feel like that person? Do you feel so wrapped up in guilt, in shame, in fear, whatever it may be? Well, what I want to tell you is there is a glorious light on the horizon. Jesus came and he died on a cross and came back to life because of his deep love for you. We can remember that there is a light on the horizon. Forget about the mistakes you've done and turn back to Jesus. So I'm going to end with this verse, which is from Isaiah 44, verse 22. I have swept away your fences like a cloud. Your sins like the morning mist. Run to me, for I have redeemed you. Jesus has redeemed you. God sent the Son, Jesus, into this world, and he has grace for you. God's work is not limited by human failure and sin. Thank you so much.